Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So, you know, I always thought that being a teacher was a really, really, really tough job. But after today and what I read, it's not a job anyone should be doing. Trust me. My mom used to talk all the time about the verbally abusive ninth graders that she had and how awful they were. And she was like, Victoria, don't go to school to be a teacher. What did I do? I went to school to be a teacher. Lasted two whole years. Nope. Nobody wants anything to do with that. You know, but that's not even the worst of it. There's this news story out of France and a teacher apparently showed like a cartoon of the Prophet Muhammad. And while apparently someone didn't like that very much, you want to know what they did to this teacher? What? They cut her head off. Isn't that the second time this has happened, though? Mm, I swore this happened be. before. Maybe it was a news agency that show, had a comic of Muhammad and he got his head cut off. Speaking of people's heads being removed, you let a guest onto our podcast again. I know. Do you know? Do you know? We've only had two actual guests in the year 2020. That's the kind of dismal year this 2020 has been. We <laughs> haven't even cared to advertise for guests. Like literally, we have not cared. But but you know, here at we least are. you picked this guy. I like this guy. He can come Who back anytime. It? It's Brian. Brian. Fire on the mountain. Run, boys, run. Two on one. Five on one. My mustard gas will have you calling nine one one. You didn't even know what was coming at this point because YFB has very different attire tonight, mostly out of complacency. But, you know, I've had a half day and had a chance to come in and get reared up for your show. But uh, you're right, Mike. There are plenty of educators that have had to stand on the wall of shame. I had to watch it personally. I had to watch it from afar. And it makes it hard sometimes to defend the profession. But I'll say it now. Somebody's got to do it. Second of all, I actually do like these kids most of the time. And uh, the weird thing is when they're not supposed to like me, they like me more. It's totally Murphy's Law that happens with my world. But in the meantime, mostly it's been an interesting year to say the least, but it's nice to be back on the uh, nightly rant hour. Glad to have you back, but you make me think of something. You know, my son is a junior in high school and every year he has something to say about his teachers every year. You know, I mean, it's natural, right? You have I think he has seven different teachers and he will like some. He doesn't really dislike any, but he'll like some more than others. And he'll start making fun of something strange that they do. And I thought, oh, man, you know, this distance learning thing is going to mess with that. That's not going to happen. Oh, no. Now it's, oh, this teacher, she went to share something on her screen. And instead it was like photos of her dog. And she's going on and on and on talking about the lesson, but it was like photos of her dog on the screen and everyone's laughing and, you know, and they're making fun of her later and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but it's 
I, I want to know what you would have said <laughs> if it had not been distance learning. You'd been in front of her and she flips it up on the screen behind her and looks away and starts talking because she wouldn't know that it was on behind her any more than she noticed. I want to know how she didn't notice that being broadcast to the whole class were her photos of her dog. Maybe she did it to make sure that there. they were paying attention. Yeah, there are so many nightmares that have circulated since we've had the online learning. There's a guy that I follow. If you need a good chuckle, this is a shameless plug. His name is Eddie B. The guy will put up like what teachers really want to say about things. Like, for instance, online learning, when you have the, the full thing, this is his actual response. I don't know either. Exclamation point. Reply all. That's my answer to everyone. Or if you're going to have your kid on virtual learning, can you make sure you stay out of the frame so your dad bod doesn't pass all these other kids watching as I'm trying to teach a lesson? You discard your kid for life and all these other 20 that are in the Zoom with me. It is, it's one after the other at this point, That, but it's it's been interesting. I'll tell you one of mine, actually. It, this has been a tool I've had for years. Since you want to mention things that they can poke fun of and talk about, you know how many kids have gone home and said, Mr. Little has a bathroom pass that's unlike any other bathroom class. I make them take a plunger to the bathroom. I'm not kidding you. Uh-huh. If they want to go to the restroom, they have to swallow their pride and have to take the plunger with them. So they, we know who my kids are. It's it's glorious. You find out, in other words, I don't want to take that. Well, then you certainly don't have to go bad enough, do you? And eventually about the ninth week, they get past it and they go, fine, whatever. I'm going to lock our bathroom. I'm going to keep the key, and then you're going to have to come here and get the key off that's going to be hanging off of a plunger to the bathroom from now on. I rest my case. You can try me. <laughs> Actually, I don't really want, I don't really want that. I don't want that. ideas in his brain there, Toria. That's just – this is classroom management 101, but, you know, that everybody's got their own little spin on how they do things. When you have your room, you have to be who you are. It's fine to use – your own personal photos of your dog. It's just funny how, you know, that's our trying to keep up with technology that surpasses us or us surpassing technology. It's interesting how this year has worked. But once again, we I've had to do both simultaneously. So doing in-person and online, plus all the other extra, let's just say YFB has been juggling a lot of balls and I've dropped a lot of them along the way and picked them back up and tried to keep going. It's just survival one day at a time. There's really no other way to put juggling it. Juggling balls. Hmm. 2020 is kicking your ass just as hard as it's kicking everybody else's, huh? <laughs> yeah, if, if you yeah. if you want me to be a little more descriptive, okay, I'm, re- I'm referring to actual juggling of elastic balls, okay? If you want if you want to play that one, all right. You're looking for a way for me to drop some profanity, and you haven't got it out of me yet. Maybe one day It'll you'll happen. succeed, but this ain't the day. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to make you really mad. You did say elastic balls. That's kind of interesting. I've never seen an elastic ball. I didn't say anything about I've seen plastic balls. I've seen rubber balls. I've seen men's balls, but I've never seen elastic balls. That's how interesting. About, but you know, how about sweaty elastic Tired balls? teacher rhetoric. <laughs> you know, you're, you're talking about, Toria, you're talking about getting your ass kicked. And, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to invite Brian on the show was because of um, the most incredible knockout that I've ever seen. So you got this guy. You know, Joaquin Buckley, he looks like, uh, I don't know, he's, you know, he's a cut up dude. And he's, he's fighting this guy, I love his name, Impa Kasangane. And he, he does the typical, you know, here, I'm going to come and I'm going to kick you in the gut. And so he goes to kick the guy and the guy grabs his, it was his right leg, grabs his, his right leg, or maybe it was his left leg. I don't know. It was a, it was a leg. And the next thing, 
the guy's like, oh, he grabbed my foot. What the heck am I going to do? Bam! He kicks him with the other foot in the back of the head. Now, the other guy's reaction was priceless because he literally went to sleep on his feet, stiff as a board, and fell backwards onto the mat. So it was pretty intense. And I enjoy, I've probably watched a video snippet of it like 25 times just because I'm amazed by two things. I'm amazed that he could think of it that quickly, which I guess I suppose he's a trained fighter. He probably would have thought of that quickly anyway. But the part that was amazing is that not only could he execute the move, which if I tried, I'd probably have a broken leg because I'd fall to the ground. Um, But not only did he execute the move, but he landed the move and knocked the guy out with the move. And I mean... I, sh- I haven't looked it up, but I'm sh- has the guy said anything about, oh, it was a lucky kick or anything like that? Has he talked any smack about it? As far as I can tell, there's not any negative banter between Buckley and his opponent. It looks like it's pretty cordial at this point. Uh, I guess, first of all, Toria, uh, I'm sorry <laughs> that, uh, that he's opened Pandora's box here. and that. But second of all, I'm thrilled that we have a – official fan of mixed martial arts now that you you've joined us and you are part of the the mma community now because you're watching ufc that makes me super happy um my phone has blown up more about this fight than any other event that since i have been a fan i am not kidding you you aren't the only one that reached out to me about this how I will have to kind of put the brakes on just for a second and, and say this, because once again, good for, for Buckley for his uh, spectacular uh, knockout of the night. Uh, Sanhegan had a kick that was a knockout of the night, too, but not as fantastic as this one was. I want to I want to kind of go through some things and kind of break it up into parts here because there's so many moving parts. As far as that goes, um, knockout of the night, I'm, I'm with you. Possible knockout of the year. I hardly see anybody that's going to, in the next two months, who could possibly rival that. So possible knockout of the year? Sure, I'm I'm thinking that. Greatest knockout of all time. The jury is still out with your favorite blockhead, and right now I've actually got plenty of, as a historian of this sport, at least as far back as it's gone, I can come to you and say that this is a perfect example of how short-term of a memory everybody from the athletes to the owner to the fans have when it comes to the sport. Because even because I went quickly and looked at Buckley's um, background. I went to SureDog just in my resources and said, okay, he had a fairly average career in Bellator, came over to the UFC, and he was coming off of a loss from a local Fort Worth fighter from around here by the name of Kevin Holland. So he's coming in, but all of a sudden you have this moment where this is something that gets practiced in the gym often and could it land? Sure. Just like if you're laying on your back and you've got a guy over the top of you and if he wants to go in to try to do ground and pound, you can do a up kick and you can catch the guy and knock him out. These have happened before in entities like pride fighting or even one championship. A lot of them have happened. Right. But I say that just because I'm on the fence about how when people come to me and say greatest knockout of all time, this is where I go, how quickly are we forgetting that that knockout looked even similar to a time when Rich Franklin knocked out a guy named Nate Quarry. I mean, it wasn't the same spectacular where you're caught on one leg. It's kind of like 
he had enough distance on him. Usually, if you try to get a kick like that, it's because the tri guy's trying to do a single leg takedown on you. He's got enough room. He can move back a little bit, give him some distance, and he can attempt it. It doesn't happen often. So good for Buckley to pull this off. This is, again, it's spectacular. And I don't take away from him in any way. What I do say is for casual fans and for people that are following the sport, I go, how quickly are we forgetting that we had a five-second knockout from Jorge Masvidal on Ben Askren not long ago. I don't know any other time where there's been a flying knee where the guys that are commentating are saying, the, this, this flying knee has brought you by, oh, and it's already over. How quickly we forget this one. How quickly we forget a front-face knockout by, from Anderson Silva to Vitor Belfort. How quickly we want to forget there was this last-second knockout between two guys named Yair Rodriguez and Korean Zombie. We're at the last second of the fight, spin around, elbow shot, and he's down. You're never going to see the timing of that ever happen in the sport. It's just when you have followed it as long as I have, having this long-term memory and also being very photographic that I have, and I think in timelines here, this is a double-edged sword for me. It's a blessing and it's a curse because I want to celebrate with y'all on Buckley. I'll give you a fight of the night. I'll give you KO of possibly the year, but I'm still going, uh, it's possible. I would certainly put this right now in the top 10 of all time, but I'm still going, what exactly are you looking for when you say Grace Knock of all time? Was it was it spectacular? Of course. I mean, we're all talking about it, and nobody has blown up my phone as much as they have since this happened. And that's kind of where we are today. So so here's what I think about when you say all that. First of all, you're quite opinionated about this. I like that. But second of all, do you remember the game Mortal Kombat? Yes. Okay. So you mentioned what's going to take in the next two months for someone to like beat that. I think it's going to take... I remember the first time I played Mortal Kombat, and the guy ripped my head off and you know, showed it to me and threw, my whole spine came out and he threw me on the ground. It's pretty much going to take something like that in the next two months to to ruffle anyone's feathers. OK, but I, I have to agree with you. Like I did a little bit of research about other crazy knockouts and, you know, I have to agree with you. I mean, like I think just from the boxing perspective um, mm -hmm. and I think we've I think we've guaranteed that Tori is just going to sit there, smile and look pretty and keep changing her name. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think, you know, we've pretty much guaranteed that. But but like I, I do like the red like, war between the both of you on this one. That that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like it reminds me of like when Mike Tyson was at his prime and mm -hmm. there'd be all this hype about, oh, my gosh, you know, here's the other funny part about it. Oh, my gosh. It's, you know, Friday night, Mike Tyson, you know, there's a there's a pay-per-view. Oh, I'm not paying for that. I'm not paying $39 for that pay-per-view. He's going to be done in two seconds, you know, and literally that's what he would do. He'd get in the ring and bam, good night. The person would be done in two seconds. Well, the reason I say it's kind of funny is because, you know, how much do these fights cost nowadays? And they're not even close to the caliber of boxers that you had back then, you know, and we were complaining about, you know, $39. And I know things have gone up in cost, but they haven't doubled. And yet that has doubled. Um, but here's yeah, my I, thought on that. You get two guys together who are fierce warriors and crazy stuff like this is bound to happen. It could have happened the reverse. Absolutely. I really think so. Because again, you know, like I make fun and when we were chatting early before the show, I make fun of, you know, oh, how the heck did he think of it? But I mean, I know he I know he's he's trained for that moment. Um, that is not it's kind of like, OK, when I used to play baseball, you know, and you're and you're playing um shortstop and you you um, get a ball on the ground you bare hand pick it up and, and in one motion toss it to the second baseman but to throw the guy out at second base it's just something you practice and practice and practice and practice sure but you might but you might get yes. three times a season that you can actually pull that off 
you know, if you're lucky. This is his this was his moment. And imagine now let's let's play a game yeah. here. Imagine what happens if he misses the kick. I mean, was it would you think Nobody's it was talking about him the next day? Yeah, I mean, do you think it's a high-risk move to do that? It, kind it of was certainly same. a high-risk move. Also, especially for injury, yeah, coming down on your ankle like that in full force the way you, that you do. Yeah. And, like, I agree with you what you're saying. This is not a dis- This is not me and I button heads or having to come to a compromise. This is just if somebody were to come around in December, let's say we get to December and somehow Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier happen to be on the card, okay? And I can tell you why. That could happen or it could be until January. I'll share that in a minute. But let's just say somehow Dustin Poirier decides to run up on the cage and do a Superman punch out goes Conor McGregor. Is anybody going to be talking about Buckley when that happens? No. And that means and, – and, and did Poirier just kind of decide out of nowhere, oh, I'm going to go run on the cage and try something spectacular? That is a move that they do over and over and over and over. You think Jorge Masvidal had to just, just decide he's going to go out and knee him? You know how many times he probably practiced that knee in secret before he walked out and delivered it to Ben Ashburn the way he did? You know, that – even though it was – it was anyway, go ahead. Are you saying that who you knock out with an amazing knockout like that matters? Uh, it, I think it comes down to when you have the buildup. I think when if you when you say somebody that matters, I think it depends on what level of the card that it's on. In this one, I'm not mistaken, that was in the prelims, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Yes. And the, yeah. the main event was uh, Marias versus Corey Sanhagen, and even that was very good fight overall, really well matchup. But this is what I mean by if you miss the prelims, some, sometimes you miss these shooting stars until things like social media and Twitter put them out. Now, Ben Askren coming over against Jorge, I know I keep going back to that example, but he had come from one championship and he was undefeated. And he was really talking a lot of smack during that time. And Jorge Masvidal just had his hands behind his back this whole time. Like, that's kind of cute. Yeah, I like the way you say that. And did anybody ever dream that little trick that he gave? He tried to do the same one with Nate Diaz, but Nate Diaz was not stupid. He's like, I know what you're about to pull. Now that I've moved out of position, all right, let's see who can push the distance here, who can actually get inside at that point. And so with Buckley, it's one of those, once you pull this off, yes, the bar has been set, but I don't think you're ever going to see anything like this pulled off as successfully ever again. But if you do, it could happen in another entity like Bellator or One Championship or even a legacy fighting alliance it could happen on some of theirs but once again it's just one of these it's become an anomaly and in a very short period of time well i used to watch like one of my favorite shows to watch on television was the ultimate fighter and watch you know Mm -hmm. how how they'd go through you know match after match after match to you know to win that show and so i'm really that's how i'm really familiar with a lot of the names that you say um because i mean i was never one to go crazy and buy every pay-per-view that they have or anything like that. But you know, there'd be certain matchups that I'd be like, I have to see this and I'd pay for it. Um, and then like a lot of times what I do, we have ESPN plus. And sure. to those of you who, to those of you who, who don't mind watching the next day uh, and don't necessarily want to watch it that night for, you know, a hundred dollars uh, you get the same stuff on ESPN plus the next day. So, you know, I, I end up, I'll, you know, my, my wife here doesn't really love boxing or MMA. So I tend to like watch it on my own at like, you know, 4.30 in the morning when I wake up. And, it's like a man thing. And, you know, and I can fast forward through, I can fast forward through the boring parts that are just like, you know, especially the matches that you just go, yawn, why were they even on this card? But 
there's so many guys I don't know their name. And I know this guy's name now for one reason and one reason only. You know, he shocked me with that. And like, you know, to your point, like you're uh, you, you're obviously a very deeply informed, hardcore MMA fan. And so for you, you've got all this history that you that's inside. You know, you know a lot. Um, but for those of us who don't know a lot, all we see is the bro kicked the other bro who grabbed his leg and made it look like, now you're in trouble. I've got your leg and I'm going to snap it in half. And he went, oh, really? Well, here, let me show you my other leg. Whack. And then the other, like I said, then the other guys, the look on his face, because I mean, he, he obviously went right to sleep. But the look on his face in the video was sure. like, what the hell just happened? Good night. Yeah, good night, night, night. Oh, she has something to say. Reminded you of what? I saw it in a movie once where the dude had a sword and the other dude took it away from him. And then he was like, allow me to introduce you to my other sword. And then he stabbed him in the face. It reminds <laughs> me of that. There's another movie that happened in, too, if it helps. Go back and watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. I'm not kidding you. The kid that gets inside with the Foot Clan, he's doing the training. He does the same move that happened with Buckley, except in this one, he waves at the guy with his big glove and spins back around. So that's all in fun. That's all in that movie was nowhere near the level of the original indie, you know, sensation that was TMNT. But, you know, it was lighthearted and fun. But I, I'm, I've been wanting to bring you in here, uh, Tori, because it looks like to me we have a tie in. He's wanting to start a reality rant on this podcast. And no wonder he's so fascinated with the reality TV. He's been watching The Ultimate Fighter. It's fighters mixed with reality TV and making it work. No wonder. It's definitely a him thing. Trashy reality TV of any variety is his thing. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought up reality TV because, you know, the <laughs> the reality rant, in my opinion, could be its own show. And it would be an extremely funny show because Toria does not hold back with her opinions of the people on these shows, but what she doesn't seem to completely 100% grasp. And now I'm going to correct myself here. She grasps it because we've had private conversations about it, but on the air, when it's actually being discussed for whatever reason, she says, those people are so stupid. And I say, well, exactly. It's why I watch it. Because they're stupid. And Trust me, I grasp that. And you sit there and you say to yourself, what's the next dumb thing they can do? Oh, no one could possibly top that dumb thing. Oh, wait, that person just topped that dumb thing. Oh, wait, no one could possibly top that dumb thing. And it's like, to me, it's like when people slow down on the road to look at an accident on the other side of the road. They're not looking at the accident to see, oh, gee, how badly was the front end damaged. They're looking for sure. blood. Let's be real. They're looking for blood. They're looking for someone to be hurt. And I watch the reality shows because I want to see like, well, what crazy ass thing are they going to do next? And it, it's humorous to me. And at the same time, then I say to myself, all right, how much of this is actually scripted out for them and that they just have to do it this way? And it makes me laugh. It just makes me laugh. And I like to laugh. So it's why it's why I watch it. You know, and then sometimes like some of the shows have attractive women on them and that's okay. I, I, I can get by with watching an attractive woman once in a while. Um, you know, I live with one. So, Maybe if you're you know. going to make this reality rant, uh, reality, what would be kind of cool on my end 
if you want to run with this idea, if you're going to do continue or do reality rants, what you could pull is some of the crazier um, guys that were from the Ultimate Fighter that that thought they were hot stuff and didn't even make it into the UFC, or they didn't have illustrious careers afterwards, but they were certainly somebody to watch during the re- the season. Maybe somebody like June Browning, or maybe Gabe Rudiker, or even Julian Lane, because you know you, you know I had UFC fighter Sam Alvey on my show. He was on the season of Julian going, let me bang, bro. Let me bang, bro. Yeah, you, you might, maybe you can go into something like that if you're like, hey, to get your your spill of uh, MMA, but also get your reality in there, it seems like a win-win if you're going to take it that direction. Are, well, are you going to do those episodes with him? Because I know nothing about any of that. Now we we decided, we decided <laughs> to, we, we created it as like a special, you know, I don't want to say segment because it isn't like something that we only do. We, we, we devote a whole episode to it, but we also decided. I'm not that, sure you know what? of all bosses. If he, if, if God period gives me the ability to, then, you know, I, I guess I won't uh, turn away the I opportunity, to, but uh, Supreme boss we're, later, we're, we shall see. We're on a voice only podcast. So I'm going to have to point out something We're we're using a software that, um, you know, you can get this software. We get a little bit of money if you go there at elitesquadcast.com. And what we do is we have these three windows and we can see each other in the window. It makes it look like you're in a studio together, which is really nice. I like, you know, he had his video off originally and I had him turn his video on because I like to see his facial responses to things. And it helps me know how far to push a joke. Um and but now they've got this new feature where you can like keep renaming yourself. It used to be you could only name yourself in the green room, but now you can name yourself over and over again. And so Tori and I have been having a battle. Um, and I'm not sure what she just put on the screen, but whatever. <laughs> Mine is God, God period. And so that's Mine is God period that. backwards. Well, that would fit. You are See, that's clever. And you've been included in this conversation now, Toria. There you go. But but here's the thing: the reality rant aspect of this series of shows is just meant to you know brian what do i always tell you what what have we discovered by doing the nightly rant about people i want you to say it because you know you're a nice guy you never say anything mean so this is your chance to say something mean what you've discovered is that when you give you give people a chance in the beginning but when they slap your hand away then that kind of opens up the floodgates for you guys to go into your sarcastic points of view. Um, in other words, you might have a decent no, political no, discussion no. with somebody. But 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 as time goes no. on if No. Am I being cut off? No. I'm not used to this. Gloria, what 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 have we learned? What have we learned over 365 episodes? What have we learned? I think what Ryan was trying to say in the most ridiculously nice way possible is that people are selfish sons of bitches. They're stupid. <laughs> people are stupid. Okay, so and there you now, have it. Keep with the theme of people are stupid and now apply it to reality television. And now you understand why it's a perfect fit. And now Brian's name is Why Can't We Be Civil? Right. But here's, but here's some the diplomacy thing. over here in the blockhead nation. <laughs> but here's the thing about stupid people in reality TV. I have my limit. I have my limit. There are these two ladies that are on one of the shows we watch who have a spinoff show. And I will not watch it because they are the dumbest human beings on earth. A rock could be on the screen for an hour. I'd rather watch The Rock, not you know The Rock guy, but a rock on the screen. An actual rock rather than these two ladies. I cannot I have, stand those two ladies. What? I have an idea. What? <laughs> we both hate them just as much. Those two people. We despise them the same level. We should just You're turn on the recorder watch an and watch an episode of it. 
and just release our commentary on how freaking dumb they are. I have a better it's idea. Kind of what people on YouTube do already. I mean, not why coat, why not coattail? What's already, what's already working? <laughs> Google Analytics will love you for that. I have a better idea. You watch it, and then we'll talk about it. And I'll talk about it without even watching it because I'm good at that. And the ref takes a point away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he doesn't have such a terrible idea there. You, you could actually record it, and then during the episode, we could play like. A few minutes of the show, let it, let them hear it. You know, we'd probably get sued by TLC, but that's okay. I, I'm a, I'm a ready for that one. That's all right. Um, but you we'll have to act it out. You can't just but, play the recording. You have to act it out. But then, yeah, but then we can make fun of what we see on the screen, and I think it would be super hilarious. And that show, I bet you, would lend itself to that because it's probably. I don't know if it's a 30-minute show or a 60-minute show, but it's 100% stupidity. And there would be no lacking of humor from our side because I think Brian knows we're probably the two most sarcastic individuals on earth. And and we somehow found each other to get married. Like, that, I don't get that. This one woman has Italian sausages for lips. How is it not the funniest thing you've ever seen? I don't know why, but the episode of Seinfeld just came to my mind where they're making all the sausages and some we take it up. <laughs> no soup for you. No soup for you. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. The reality rant aspect of this podcast has become interesting to me because quite honestly, people, there are times where we'll have two episodes in a row of it or three episodes in a row. And then there's going to be times where you're not going to hear from us for three months. Um, it just depends on how irritated we are by what we saw. The more irritated we are by what we saw, the more likely we are to talk about it. Now, what I'd really like for the reality rant is to get some of these morons onto the show because then we can ask them, hey, bro, what were you thinking? Why did you do that? And actually, maybe they'll tell us what actually happened. I don't know, but it's kind of like, you know, you, you have a show that mixes peanuts and mma now people if you like either one you're gonna like his show but he, he mixes peanuts with mma and i'm telling you if you ask brian questions about peanuts you heard that rant earlier like about 27 minute long rant about mma and the best knockout and all that you'd get the same thing about peanuts because he's knowledgeable about that longer. topic and and he has the most knowledge about that topic than anyone I've ever seen. Um, he He's passionate. That's why I like Brian so much, because he reminds me of me in that we're both, when we have a topic that we like, we immerse ourselves into that topic and learn everything there is to learn about it. And I don't think Brian sure. says to himself, I'm going to learn everything there is about peanuts and MMA. It just happens because he likes those things. And that's because I know that's what happens with me. I don't sit down and say, I'm going to learn everything about topic X. I just go, oh, topic X is kind of fun. Let me read something else about it. Let me read something else about it but i think that's the story like, of how we began podcast podcasting just like how you have the <laughs> mma connection and you've brought mma fighters on your show we have the reality tv connection we'd like to bring reality tv people on the show so hey anybody out there listening if you know any of these fools that are on a reality tv show hook us up you know i mean i'm actually going to start going through their instagrams and they all have like email addresses at the bottom and as long as it's not to a management company I'm going to email them and be like, hey, you're our favorite reality TV star. Could you come on our show? I mean, like, we've we've been fighting. Here's the thing about 2020. You're going to laugh about this. And, yes, I'm going off right now. Adam Carolla. I am the Adam Carolla of this show. And Toria is Dr. Drew. And Is it because I have my phone out? Because that's yes, rude. Dr. Drew. <laughs> Put your phone away, Drew. Sound familiar? <laughs> Put your phone away, Drew. Are you paying attention, Drew? 
Drew, you better pay attention. But where's where's the dog, Drew? The dog's not bothering you like usual. Anyway, he said he would go on any podcast as a guest. He didn't care if they had only one listener. He would go on their show because he believes in supporting podcasts. Well, man, I must have sent this guy 10,000 tweets in the year 2020 saying, yo, Adam, we got a spot for you anytime you want it. You said you'd come on a show. It doesn't matter if we have one listener. We have two, so we're good. You know, come on on the show. We got, we got double the listeners you're looking for. He doesn't come on the show. What the heck is wrong with this guy? Like, I'm serious. I The next time they have, like, the Corolla family barbecue or one of those things where you can go in person, I'm paying for the ticket. I'll pay for yours, too, if you want, Toria, if you're going to go. But if you're not going to go, I'm not going to pay for it. And I'm going to go there, and I'm going to walk up to him, and I'm going to say, bro, you said you'd go on shows if they had one listener. We have two, so come on our show. I'm not going to tell you, one of them. is The one, the one quote that keeps coming to my mind, I'm not even a huge Office fan, but it's just there on the edge of my tongue. I wanted to look at you and go, why are you the way that you are? But I, I, I get the rhetoric here. I get the of the allure. I really do. Since you had your chance to vent something on your show, well, YFB is going to take a minute and vent something on his because your focus has been Jordan Arbinger and Adam Carolla, which, again, these are juggernauts in the podcasting world. But I'm going to throw one out. Chael Sonnen. I'm not particularly happy with you because you did slide my question. I have been following the show since 2016, and I remember very well that you had a fighter that you discussed. You did not disclose who it was, and I want to know who it was. I sent you a video asking you who was the fighter that wore the Wizenator inside of the cage. Allow me to explain. We have a fighter that's going in. He finds out that he has taken a supplement. Well, he's taken a supplement. He's got a fight. He knows that he's not going to uh, urinate clean. So he goes on the internet. He discovers something called a Wizenator, which means you can wear this and have urine inside of it and you can squeeze it. And apparently it looks real and you can fill up a urine sample. Well, the problem is they don't test him before he goes to the cage. He wears the Wizenator inside of the octagon. At some point when he's facing the guy, they go to the ground. The Wizenator breaks and it is all over the canvas. And at some point when he looks up after the fight's over, whether he won or lost, there's the guy that's there ready to take his test. And he goes, hey, man, I'm hurt. I'm going to the hospital. He goes, I'll follow you there. They get to the hospital. Now, at this point, he really does have to go to the bathroom. And he's looking for an out somewhere in there when he's getting very, very uncomfortable. He kind of throws a Hail Mary and he says, listen, I'm feeling sick. I'm going to go use the bathroom. And he says, I'm coming with you. He goes, absolutely not. That is disgusting. That's not what I'm talking about. I have to go have maybe a number three, if you will. If I have to actually use and use the restroom, I'll call you. When he gets in the stall, he texts his buddy, says, bring the van up right now. Somewhere in there, he waits in the stall. A van pulls up. As soon as he does, this guy busts out of the bathroom, runs out the fire emergency exit, goes down the pole, gets into the van and speeds away like it's a movie. To this day, nothing happened to this fighter. And I don't know why, but Chael, whenever I ask him through Twitter or through his fan page, he will not tell me or anybody else that's listened, who was this fighter? Now, if he could just come out and say, well, I'm not allowed to disclose it. That's all I need to know. But if I'm getting completely ghosted, now I've got a problem. So Chael Sonnen, I'm putting it out there now. Come on the Your Favorite Blockhead Network. 
come to my podcast or leave me at least a message somewhere in the kids call Twitter and tell me who was the fighter that had this situation. And it, because if you can disclose what happened with John Jones hiding under the cage to be truth, then why are you staying away from this one? Who are you trying to defend? And there you have it. Lots of party doesn't want to tell you is who he's trying to defend. Believe me, that is, that's what's going on up here, buddy. And at this point, after four years, I want to know who was it? Was he a Team Quest member? Is he somebody that's no longer in MMA? Was he a coach, cornerman? Uh, you know, what what is he? And but we now know that John Jones officially, because Israel Adesanya rubbed him the wrong way, ruffled his feathers. He came out and said, "Yeah, you're right about that. I did hide from from Usada." But but now that we've got this guy, who's this other one? People have forgotten about that. Why right. doesn't forget? You never forget anything. I can tell. Um, so here's the thing: we've gone on forever. I love having you on. I appreciate having you on. We're going to have you on again before the end of 2020 because, well, you know, that's what we do. And we're going to make it so that we've had only two guests, but one of them appeared at least three three or four times. Uh, and I think this is your third, right, this year? Yeah, it's your third. Something like sure. that. I tip my humble hat to you, Tori. I didn't mean to start a five-alarm fire in your apartment over there from all the heat I just generated. So it's okay. But I appreciate your time. Yeah. Fire, so. It's okay. Her hair's on fire. It's it's all good. So Touché. you know, you can find you can find this guy at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. You can find him on what is your Instagram handle? Is it just YFB? It's actually your favorite blockhead, I'm not mistaken. Okay. Instagram.com uh, and slash your favorite blockhead. All right, you can find him there. Follow him. He likes to post um, the same picture over and over and over and over. Usually, yeah. And over and over. Except for the one from the Cadillac Ranch where I left my uh, insignia on the back. You know, when I first started following you, I started asking myself, why does Instagram keep showing me the same picture? Why? (laughs) Then I started reading the captions and I was like, aha, now I know why Instagram shows the same picture because the guy posts the same picture. Um, But that's that's all good, too. So before we go, I want to say that we over here at Yogi's Podcast Network are planning for 2021 to be the greatest year we've ever seen in our podcast network. And it's only with friendships like we've forged with you that that's even possible. We know that, you know, we're only able to put out just so much content and then we need other people to help with that. So, you know, you got Dr. Drew over here. She's, you know, busy eating and, you know, playing with her phone, changing her name. You know, we got her over there. Um, I don't see any dogs. I'm not sure where they are. We have the Winosaurus sitting over then, there in his office with his purple then, hair. I don't whine. I'd never whine, whine ever. Whining right now. And then we have and we have Brian over here. He's he's like his, like all I can say on his shirt is it says greatest, and he is he's the greatest guest because when he's this the greatest farter when this guy comes on it is he, yeah he, no matter this how hard you try to make a little him, bit but. <laughs> when we try to, when we, no matter how hard we try to make the show a hundred percent about him, he doesn't let us do that. Um, and I think, I think that's kind of admirable actually, because I mean, it is his chance to shine, but he, he fits in so well with us. It's not even funny. And you know, my friend, we are, I've said this to you many, many times before, but I think that 2021 is the year where we're going to get to shake hands in person and break bread because we've known you for too long we consider you a friend not even kidding we consider you a friend we you you come up in conversation a lot like in a good way by the way you come up in conversation a lot um 
when when we talk about our best episodes, you know, I'm about to update the sidebar. You're going to probably be in there twice, I would bet. Um, it's just... Can we break the bread on his head? You know, we've never been tempted to, like, ban you from the show like some people. Um, we want to keep that number at yeah, one. Yeah, I'll always be on the other side of the band hammer. That's kind of nice. Yeah. But, you know, the feeling's <laughs> mutual. I just don't want to cut you off. It's, it's one of those, hey... The truth is, when I come on, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those. It's it's a three way between all three of us. The, this little tripod we got going, and in reality, I even though you give me the floor a lot, it's kind of one of those. I'm, this is still the nightly rant with Mike and Toria. I'm getting a little bit of side, a little bit of a side um, voice on this one. But you know, I enjoy coming on it. I enjoy learning a thing or two too, because you know, I believe in the three E's: to educate, to entertain. And to edify. And if all three of those can happen amongst us in an episode, then so be it. That's the and same I believe, way we feel about the YFB network. And I believe in four E's. Educate, entertain, edify, and eat. Eat. There she hey, is. Absolutely. So, so before we go, and we're about to go, before we go, tell us, people, what you think of our new podcast graphics. They're out there. This is the second episode that the podcast graphics will exist. No, I'm not going to be a psycho and go back and change all the other graphics because that's just changing history and we don't want to do that. But please tell us what you think and go to your favorite podcast listening tool and give us a five star rating. And if you're not going to give us a five star rating, don't even bother. I'm just kidding. I, I always say that you can give us. See, see, we got we used to go to this. We used to go to this car wash and at the very, very you drive in it. At the very, very end, it had a sign up that said, um, give us a review on social media, unless it's going to be a bad one, and then skip it. <laughs> so, I got- As Incubus once said, the graphics that you have up now are stellar. You are stellar. Thank you, man. Very pleased with what I'm seeing at this point. Very good stuff. Go support the Nightly Rant. Go support Yogi's Podcast Network. There's my shameless plug. He likes it because it's closer to Chuck's shirt. See, Chuck has a yellow shirt. Exactly. The image is closer to Chuck's ah, shirt. See? The only thing you got wrong. The, color. the only thing you got wrong is you didn't do the ziggity zaggity black thing in the middle, but you know, that's okay. So anyway, thanks the Brian Chevron. for being on. Thanks, Brian, for being on. Please do yes. not show cartoons of Muhammad because I don't want to hear from your wife that you were beheaded. That would be awful. At, you know, at least don't wait. A, and if you're going to do that, at least wait until after we meet you in person because we really want to meet you in person. And we don't want yeah, you to yeah. have We'll your, stick with I, comics of kids walking to class with a plunger in hand. That'll, we'll that'll work. That. That'll work. Comics of plungers works. And I love the plunger story, by the way. That is classic. It's it's like the people that you go to their to like the front counter and you're like, do you have a bathroom? Yeah, you need a key. And then they hand you like this key that's hanging from like a giant baseball bat. Thanks. Or a spoon. Now, now a giant knows, spoon. Now everybody knows I'm going to use the restroom. Thanks a lot. But you know that's probably. I want to know what people do with that spoon. So with that, I told him if you ever use that plunger, don't you dare bring it back in this room. I've got replacements. <laughs> thank you very much. You're not a custodian anyway. This is just proof that hey, Mr. Lil's kids going to the bathroom. There's no denying to and from. I've got nurse passes. I got office passes. That's for one destination only, never to be used. And for six years, knock on wood, it's still usable. That's great. With that, I'm really so tired. As far as you know, I am super tired. I, what does that mean? On that really, really, really disgusting note. Good night, everyone. Ah, bye bye. You are stellar. Thank you for listening to the Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production. 